everybody. Welcome to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March and I'm here with Elizabeth Reese this weekend. Good morning, friends. How Happy are weekend. you? Oh my gosh. It's I'm a, doing it, great. Are you doing great? Yeah. It's a good day. It's a good day out there. We're so glad to have you here. Steph Hansen is, of course, out at the Stone Arch Bridge Festival getting set up. And uh, probably running around like a crazy woman. But she is going to call in, you guys, in the uh, second half of the show and give us the what for on uh, what's going on. So it's kind of fun. I love that. It's going to be a beautiful day. Super hot, but it's going to be nice. Well, today I feel like is like the weather report is that it is right now still a little breezy and light, not too humid. But yes, starting, I think starting tomorrow, didn't they say 97 (laughs) tomorrow? I know. It's going to be like 97, 98. This is going to be the times where you just like hang out in booty shorts and eat watermelon. And that's it. That's what you got to do when it's this hot. Just hydrate and stay cool. It's pretty much the only thing you can do, right? (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. I love it. So how are you? Are you? I'm so excited to report you guys have found a new host. Listen, we have our brand new co-host for Twin Cities Live starting on Monday, and it has been a long journey. Many TCLers have been upset with how long it's taken us, but what we say is, listen, you know, this is a big decision, and we want to make sure that it's the right thing and the right person and that that person feels really excited about the gig. And so we have uh, former Minnesota Viking Ben Lieber is going to start with me on Monday. And he is an absolute joy. And he is a super foodie, Steph. You'll love that. He's like super into food. And so um, it's going to be really fun to start this new chapter with him. Of course, we um, Steve Patterson left Twin Cities Live in November. So it's been a while. Good. And we're ready for it. Lord, it has been since November. Since wow. November. But you know, to go back in time, you know, when Steve took over the job yeah. uh, over seven years ago, it took us six months to settle on somebody then. It really is, you know, you got to allow like a buffer time between people you need to make sure that you kind of it's like sort of like dating right where you got to figure out like let's hey let's try out a whole bunch of things and kind of figure out what's this new evolution going to be what is this relationship going to be because it's like dating for the audience too to figure out who fits into their homes every afternoon how much did you allow the audience i mean like did they get like did they get a say did they get like you know did you have voting or anything like that i'm yeah we had like a fishbowl bucket people could drive by and put their name in no i'm just kidding yeah (laughs) no Um, i mean like did they get to say like i like ben better than i like you know well somebody else certainly people weigh in on social media and i think that was you know that's a part of the decision i think you always have to take social media with a grain of salt you know but um, it was it was nice to see like who really resonated and and people who liked the combination of me and someone else. And then what was cool about it, Steph, is we actually found, you know, we had a lot of people come in and try it out, whether we were interested in them or they were interested in the show. And we we got like a lot of new voices on Twin Cities Live, which think, is fun. And so we're excited to utilize them going forward yeah, in different ways. I think so. I think that was the really fun thing of seeing the mix of humanity that kind of kind of come through and, and pick up and, and sort of like put their little twist and stamp on the show because it's always fun. And you're thank God you're like the constant that we can all count on. But it's <laughs> yeah, it's seriously is sort of fun to just have a little bit of a it's almost like having a different drink with your meal every day. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like a reinvention and it was um it was fun to bring in new people but i i am really excited to start to like build something with ben and kind of see where it goes and that's that's very exciting for me and um 
you know, and everybody who's filled in has absolutely been so much fun. And then I broke my ankle in the midst of it. I mean, that also backed things up because I was off for seven weeks, which kind of forget about the the decision making on hold, (laughs) which was like, hey, okay, uh, her she fell and shattered her ankle. And where do we go from here? You know, that's the universe just putting a finger in there and mixing it up a little bit. That's what (laughs) that is. Oh, my gosh. Um, I I do have a session with an energy healer planned tomorrow to help like remove some bad juju from my life i I gotta use all the woo i'm going for it get the woo man get it going and level that woo up seriously i love it yes okay so i'm excited for him to start on monday but um we have to talk about what have you eaten this week you said you went i'm excited by this because you want to talk about bread and whenever anyone wants to talk about bread i'm in because you went to baltimore tell us what you got you know, I went to Baltimore again, and Baltimore is it, right outside of Rosedale Center. It's like in the Rosedale parking lot. I'm telling you, Steph, I've probably been there 10 times. Uh, and I actually went with Emily Engberg, our former Twin Cities Live reporter. Yes! Another like kind of fun connection is that she's in town for the summer. And so she got to come in and co-host with me a couple of days, which was just a wonderful reconnection. And so we took our fellas to Baltimore. Well, they paid, but we went. We Whatever. Went. It's right, cool. Right. You you. Did. <laughs> And yeah, the place. It's just a great restaurant. Like, you know, you can really tell when you go to a spot, you know, 10 times and it's always really great. I just think they're doing a really good job there, Steph. You have to agree with me, don't you? Yeah, I totally do. And, you know, Randy Stanley is the guy who, uh, who owns and runs that place. And he, of course... Started, you know, he has Six Smith out in Wayzata, but the key yeah. with Randy Stanley is, of course, that he ran Manny's for years, mm-hmm. and he is a yes. consummate steakhouse guy. Like he gets it, he gets hospitality, like kind of, you know, that old school hospitality where they really want to take care of you, which is like something we're not seeing a lot anymore these days. So it's kind of it's fun. so true. This the service is just always impeccable, and everybody there, it's like the servers have this have this innate feeling of they know just how much to chat with you and get involved yep. without like uncomfortably overriding the conversation, right? which happened to me at another restaurant a few weeks ago that Ugh. I will not name. But yeah, um, we so I had been there several times and I'd never ordered this appetizer. You know, it's in the appetizer menu and it's called bread is life. And my sister <laughs> One of my first outings after I broke my ankle, I like was able to hobble into Baltimore with my sisters and they said, you've got to get out of the house. Like, we've got to get you to a restaurant. And, I went, <laughs> and Jenny was like, why have you ever, you know, we're, order, we're getting the bread. And I was like, what are you talking about? I've been here like six times. Why have we, what are you saying? And she's like, you have to order the bread. Their bread is so unbelievably good. I would go there just to get a glass of wine and the bread. It comes on a cutting board. It's like this beautiful baguette that is blazing hot and topped with crunchy Malden sea salt. And then they serve it with three different kind of like spreads or dippers. One is a chimichurri. Oh, yeah. One is like this bacon butter. And then another one is a jalapeno honey butter. And we ordered it again with Emily, and um, we actually had to then get a second loaf to come out (laughs) to finish that because we loved it so between four people. I mean... You know, there's just not often that you go in. A lot of times the bread is kind of the throwaway or it's like, you know, there was old chain restaurants. Don't fill up on the bread or they just bring you cheap bread to fill you up so you don't whatever. Totally. It is 
unbelievably worth it. So, Steph, next outing, I want you and I to just go get a glass of wine or a great cocktail and just bread. And we're just going to live our best life. Um, I am there for that. In fact, last night I actually did something that I just sort of feel like I, I, I you know, it's I don't often do, but I we basically went and got margs and did chips, like just yes. three chips and salsa and margaritas, <laughs> and that was it. And so, like, I'm here for having a drink and then some sort of a carb product, basically. It's, yeah, and the bread is life. I'll tell you, it's eight ninety five, so you get like a drink and that, and you can really like enjoy some time with a friend for 20 bucks and there's something to that you know experiencing something really special without having it have to be a $300 dinner you know tell me about it right it's I think a little bit of like budget friendly how to have an experience and have something really amazing yeah. without breaking the bank is nice because then you can spend time with friends more often. Yeah, honestly, I took a, I took my friend uh, out for, you know, she's got some, uh, you know, she has to put her dog down and it's sort of, she's super Aww. sad. And I was like, let's go do something where we don't talk about anything like that. And so we went to uh, Rojo in West End, which is on a sun, on a sunny day is packed to like flowing over the curb. You know what I mean? So fun. And all I wanted, I wanted a happy hour margarita, you guys. I wanted nothing special. I didn't yes. upgrade my tequila. I just wanted a happy hour margarita <laughs> with as much salt as they could get on the rim. And then they bring those super thin chips, those chips that you can't find anywhere else that are just like, just so almost greasy and, and salty. salty. Oh. Mm. And then you mm. just get your free salsa and you get, you order a thing of guacamole. So we had one guacamole with your chips and then we had four margaritas basically. And that was like 50 bucks. And I was like, that's actually really affordable right now. I mean, that's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Listen, gas is expensive. Everything's expensive. Yeah. I mean, you can still experience a restaurant and enjoy it. But I just want you guys to go to Baltimore and I want you to order the bread and I want them to have a run on bread. I want I, them to I, be like, what happened? Who likes who talked about the bread? Because it's unbelievably good. <sighs> Okay, well, we have so much to talk about. I'm so glad you're here because we have a lot of good stuff. Uh, we are going to talk about dads and grilling uh, because it is Father's Day tomorrow. And like I said, Hanson's going to call in. We're also going to talk a little bit later in the show about some summer whiskey because you've had some experiences. And I have Woo-hoo! had, I always have whiskey experiences to talk about. So Your blood is half whiskey. <laughs> we are going to actually just do some of that. So we'll be right back, you guys. Stay tuned. There's more to come here on The Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1, brought to you by Makers Mark. All right, welcome back to the Weekly Dish, everybody, here on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March. I'm being joined by Elizabeth Reese today. Good morning. And you know what? I think it's one of those days that uh, uh, is going to be uh, kind of out there, and uh, it's it's like you kind of have to like get it done today. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to garden, <laughs> if you're going to do sorts of, uh, I don't know, things in the lawn, maybe today's the day because tomorrow's going to be hot. Tomorrow's going to be so hot. Tomorrow's but also, going to be lay around with ice cubes. But also tomorrow is Father's Day. It is. I know. It is. So uh, we have uh, a lot of people who are like, you know, they're thinking like, do you, what, you know, like Father's Day traditions, I think are so strange. I've always talked about how like, it's kind of unfair that moms have to do brunch and dads get grilling. I don't understand yeah. that. Like, why did dads get all the good meat and I have to have eggs? Right? I know. It is sort of a cliche. In our house, we've sort of flipped that because... Um, on Mother's Day, Jay says, what do you want me to grill? Like, what do you want me to make? Do you, Or do you want me to make something? And then he goes and gets some amazing meats. So I'm I'm all about the meats on Mother's Day and Father's Day. Yeah. And I think the, the grilling thing can be a little bit cliched for dads. But I don't know. A lot of dads are into grilling. All the dads I know really like are, to Okay, grill, this is going to so. be my question. Like, Jay, you know, is a dad. And he is. is he, is he, but you're the food person in the family. So that was my question. Is he, even though you're kind of like, the 
overarching food person, is he the grill guy? Oh, he totally is. Because we have a green egg, and he wanted the green egg. You know, we had an $80 Weber for 10 years of our relationship stuff, and then during the pandemic, he was like, I'm getting the grill that I want. And uh, we also had a third baby in there, and he wanted to help contribute to making food a little bit more. Right, so right. he wanted to get something that he was excited about learning. So the man watches grilling videos, like, constantly, and... um and he loves it. He like gets he likes the process of like mastering one thing and that's what he's into. So I'm I, I'll eat anything that comes off that grill. I think it's great. Okay, so and then you guys have a green egg in that is yes. that that's your kind of he also has by the way, are you still using the blackstone, like the griddle top? Yes, yes, because we use it all the time. This is the thing, you guys. I feel like the grill thing is one thing, but I have to tell you that so many dudes are super psyched about this flat top, griddle top kind of thing, which is called a Blackstone. And it's because the burgering of everything, because the it's- smash burgers that can be made on a, on a Blackstone are kind of legendary. Jay does smash burgers on the Blackstone. I don't know if that's the brand of ours, yeah. but it's a flat top grill. We got the flat top grill when we were doing our kitchen renovation. Right. And we got that to have something to cook on out in the porch. I don't think you're supposed to do it in the porch. You should do it outside, but whatever. That's what we're doing. And um, and then my sister-in-law ended up getting Jay's brother one for Father's Day a couple years ago because they loved ours so much. And they do like fried rice on it. They yep. do all this awesome stuff. And you can do amazing breakfasts because you can do bacon and eggs and pancakes all on one flat top grill. And those are really reasonably priced. I think ours was like maybe $200. Yeah. It was really great. And you're totally right because that I will never do a burger on a grill again. We only do smash burgers on the flat top grill. Right. No, I know. I don't I don't actually grill burgers ever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think that's once you sort of. I mean, I guess for me, putting burgers on the grill is just one of those things that if you want to cook outside, even if I'm using the grill, I use my cast iron pan yep. to on the yep. grill to do it. Because you want that fat. You yeah, want I don't want to lose it. Like there. all the thing that drips through, it's like, wait a minute, why am I doing this? You know? Yes. Yeah, you're totally right. Well, we had um, Aaron Bordage from Northern Fire Grilling yes. and Barbecue Supply on Twin Cities Live <laughs> just yesterday. I have to tell you. Um, you know, I posted a link to the segment. If you want some ideas for grilling, this guy was so knowledgeable. I'd never met him before. Their stores in Minnetonka. Yeah. And it is like a grilling haven. He said they have over 150 rubs and sauces and they really focus on like clean ingredients. Like they don't want your, your rub to be bogged down with junk. They want it to be full flavor with lots of good stuff. Yeah. Um, but he was so knowledgeable and he showed us these really cool grill grates that he recommends putting on top of any grill. Um, because like the fat drips down and, uh, and cuts out on flare ups, which can happen on your regular grill. Yep. And I thought that was super cool. And um, he is also like so pro Thermapen. I thought this was a really good Father's Day gift idea. If you don't have an, a thermometer that gives you the temperature within one second, like the Thermapen does, yeah. he says it's really worth investing in because, you know, the seconds matter as you're waiting there and trying to get the temperature and figuring out if you need to keep it on or take it off. Like putting it in, into the meat, you're saying? Like, putting it into the meat yeah. yeah it instant reads the the temperature it's it's a one second read I love versus that. like like we have a meat thermometer that i use in the house all the time right um but it takes probably 10 seconds to no, get I know. the it does temperature. Like, you're like, watching it yeah you're watching it go up or down and you're just waiting for it to stop you know yes 
And I hate that because I'm also that like I need that moment of like, oh, my God, is it or isn't it? Is it or isn't it? But I got to say, I do love um, I do. And that store, by the way, you guys, it's in a cute little strip mall right by Yo-Yo Donuts, um, kind of off of Shady Oak Road. Um, and they have long been like talking about barbecue with them is they, I think they do competition barbecue, too. On yes, the side. he does. Yep. And Mm -hmm. they just, they know so much. And it's like one of those places that if you are, let's say, not a dad and you are, you know, looking to improve your grilling and barbecue game, they're great to chat with. Like, they love to talk to people. I bought a grate from them to put over my fire pit. So sweet. I know. So I have, like, I have rocks around a big old fire pit in the back. And I was like, I want to do cooking on my fire pit. Like, I want to be out there and I want to, like do more things on there. And they're like, here's what you do. And they sold me this very large thing that looks like it should fit like on a massive Weber grill. But then it just, and then they just told me like, don't even worry about it. Go buy a couple of like, um, you know, uh, cinder blocks just from the hardware store, nothing super high tech. And then oil this up and just put this over your, and make sure your logs are like this and do this. And so I fully cook on my fire pit. More than I don't. Yeah. So that is so great. Like, and that was just um, like, they're not going to sell you like the most gadgety thing if they don't need to, which I love. No, I think you're totally right. The other thing I really loved that he brought was duck fat spray. I didn't even oh, know what? that you could get Wait. duck fat, duck fat spray. Did you know this? No. What? So, listen, and you know, I believe in fully treating every potato with the respect it deserves and roasting it only in duck fat. Yeah. So I buy duck fat in, um, like a jar like I buy you know epic makes it you can also get it at like the St. Paul meat shop they've got containers of duck fat which is really great um so I always roast potatoes in duck fat because it's a high heat fat and it just imparts like this really wonderful flavor well he had duck fat spray so you can spray your grill grates with the ducks duck fat so that nothing sticks, but then you also get that high heat, and it's not like some crazy psycho chemical. It's just duck fat. Wow. It was fascinating. I thought wow. that was a really cool idea for grillers. And then, have you heard of Jeb Taylor knives, stuff? No. What are those? Okay, so Jeb, T- Jeb Taylor knives are Minnesota made, mm-hmm. and Aaron brought one on. Um, he brought a boning knife on, and now I'm like obsessed with getting these for myself and for Jay, but yeah. they're hand ground or forged using traditional methods, and they have these fabulous handles that feel really great, and he uses like these amazing bright colors. And they have a lifetime warranty on them. They're so cool. They're making, he's making them in Rochester, like oh. down outside of Rochester. And it was sweet. So they sell those at Northern Fire too. I recommend those. I love it. Okay, we're going to put a link up to that one. Hey, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I hope that we're going to get to hook up with Shay Sanfer, who is doing a, a knife uh, chef competition up in a farmer's market in Northeast. And we want to connect with her. So we're going to try to do that. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on this gorgeous Saturday, June 18th. Uh, I'm Stephanie March. I'm being joined by Elizabeth Reese today. Good morning. I'm so caffeinated. I have been having so much coffee this morning. Good for you. Are you going? I don't know. I just like it. You like it. Drinking it. I love it. I love it. Hey, guess who else we have on the line? We have my friend Shay Sandifer. Shay, are you there? Good morning. Good morning. Good I'm morning. So glad that you could join us today, Shay, because you are busy, busy, busy. <laughs> like you sandwiched yes. us in, and I'm so grateful because you are, of course, running the Lakeview Terrace Farmers Market 
up in uh, in Robbinsdale, right? And you guys have a really cool Correct. thing going on today. Give us the skinny. Yes, it's been crazy. Been up since four thirty. We have our annual knife off that we we're able to bring back after a couple years off, like everyone else. And so it's my take on uh, Top Chef using farmers market food and the community. So uh, this year we have five local chefs, and these are people just from their home chefs to someone that just graduated from culinary school uh, to someone that works in a restaurant. And they will shop the farmer's market for 10 minutes, grabbing whatever they need. And then we have uh, meat that is uh, sponsored by Hacky Miller Meat right here from Robbinsdale. They'll be able to grab their protein. And then we have Green Mountain Grills that sponsored our grills. And so what they'll do is we have our DJ Inferno uh, today that's going to give us that positive energy, and they have one hour to battle it out using three seasonings that they brought and the food from the farmer's market and their protein to make their best meal. Oh. And we have three chefs that, are, yes, that will judge it for our judges. Who's um, so, And this is tournament style. Oh, yeah. it is. So, you're, so it's, it's today yes. the first round, and then they'll go, like, yes. next weekend? yes. Yes, this is the first round. So today's the first round. And then from there, um, of the five, four will move on from, uh, what is that, July 16th, pardon me. Mm -hmm. And that will be the second one. From there, they'll do the same type of competition. And two will move on to the finale August 20th. Um, There, we're going to turn it up a little bit more, make it a little bit more complicated. Um, And the winner gets $500 cash. And a Green Mountain brand new grill, Woo! so valued wow. over two thousand dollars. Yes, and then the runner-up gets two hundred and fifty dollars and uh, a smaller version of the Green Mountain grill. So, okay. very That's excited. Really the community has been great for sponsoring from Blue Cross Blue Shield to Hacking Mueller Meats to Green Mountain Grill to Ace Hardware here in Robbinsdale. That is now. So, you guys now, talk a little bit about the market because you guys used to be the North. Minneapolis Market, and now you've renamed and moved, or you used to be Camden, and now you've renamed your Lakeview Terrace, and tell us what people can expect if they want to come up there. Yeah, so just so you guys know, we've had this market, uh, the Camden Farmer's Market, started in 2008 with the community due to the food disparities and the food desert. And from there, um, in 2016, I was on the board, and I was able to help run the market, and they actually ended up signing it over to my business, the new MPLS. And so we ran it in the neighborhood. It was wonderful. And like everyone else, due to the pandemic and civil unrest, it just had a, um, it was just difficult in that neighborhood. So Robbinsdale was gracious. And I got a phone call last summer asking would I love to move it over to the Lakeview Terrace Park, which was just about five blocks down. Yeah. Um, And I said, absolutely. And so we have this whole park right here in the heart of Robbinsdale on County Road 81 and 36th Avenue North, right across from the Hy-Vee and Robbinsdale. It's absolutely gorgeous. We're on the lake. We have tons of parking. We have a park for kids. It's just amazing how we're able to grow. Um, We're just a normal farmer's market. With the twist always, right? So because I'm in fitness and wellness, we make sure we incorporate all those things. So we have free fitness every Saturday at 9 a.m. with different instructors. We have wellness classes uh, called Meal Prep with a Twist that teaches you how to cook on a healthy budget using farmer's market food. We have gardening lessons once a month. We have our knife out competitions. And then in August, we have our wonderful back-to-school event this year um, that will be giving away um, a 1,000 free backpacks. 
Oh. Okay, lady, this is not just a farmer's <laughs> market. You are like, oh, you should be running everything. Well, this is she fantastic. Does. <laughs> I love hearing about this. Like, I love all those elements. I love, you know, to be honest, a lot of city markets, you don't necessarily feel like they're that kid friendly. I have three little ones and it's yes. sort of like, are they in the way? Having that playground right there is great. I'm going to ask you to choose amongst your children a little bit, which is going to be difficult. Are there any <laughs> vendors that you're like, okay, you can't miss. You got to make sure that you go see them. Yes. Um, yes, of course there is. There is, um, we have our Stay Well Tonic, which is Kay's Revolutionary Catering. Yeah. Um, they're amazing. I definitely come check them out if you haven't. They have a great product. Uh, we have Gone Bananas, which is a nut-free banana bread. Um, oh, and what else? We got Flame Mobile Truck that's here every week with our food, our breakfast sandwiches. Um, I'm taking a look here. Our Roots Garden, which is a <laughs> local uh, garden here and uh, that sells great vegetables, fruit, and other products. So just to name a few, but we need you guys to come on down, check us out. Um, we need the support. It's been a great uh, support from the community and even from people coming from different areas. It's so good. It's so good. And you guys, Lakeview Terrace Farmers Market, can we find you on Facebook? Is it, is it, or is it on the web? Yes. So there's Lakeview Terrace Farmers Market right on Facebook. And then if you go to the new MPLS.info, you'll find all everything that we're doing in the Twin Cities from fitness, wellness, and nutrition. Okay. And if you ever have questions or need anything, just email us. And this, you guys, the market happens on Saturdays, and it's 8 a.m. to noon, yes. rain or shine. Again, Botno Boulevard yes. or County Road 81 in Lakeland Avenue in Robbinsdale. All right, Shay, thanks for calling. I know you guys are busy, so if you got to go, you got to go. Nope, you're good. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Okay, thanks, Shay. Thank you. All right, seriously, you guys, that's one of those things, like some of the farmer's markets around town that maybe you haven't been to before or, you know, you kind of get in your farmer's market rut. I think that's an actual thing that happens, don't you? No, it well, 100%. And it's great because you get to know your vendors, you get to know your farmers, and so you like going there. But um, there is a real place for exploring different farmer's markets. I don't know. I want, like, a farmer's market bingo card or something. Oh, that's a great thing. <laughs> you guys like should do little... that on TCL and make everybody fill it out. It would be so fun because I like the idea of having a list and kind of doing a farmer's market tour and well, getting to know um, different people in different places. Because you definitely do find different vendors at different markets. And so it's sort of like, you know, I mean, like there's there's definitely there's a guy uh, bakery on 22nd, I think is the name of his uh, his little thing. And he's baking out of his house like he's baking out of his apartment, but he's selling it at Mill City. And like you can't yeah. find his bread anywhere else. So yeah. You have to go to Mill City Farmer's Market for that. And that's that what is th- really good. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, and you can find, you know, there's other places. I, we did a, a whole little preview of it. Um, you know, you have to kind of, like, shop around. And I think, God, if I didn't have the show from 9 to 2, you know, 11 on Saturday mornings, <laughs> I would be a little bit more into that, you know, because it's a lot of Saturdays for people. But, you know, I just think that going to the Northeast Farmer's Market and going to the, even the Excelsior Farmer's Market, and some of them are like Maple Grove is on Thursdays and things like that. So fitting those things in and kind of touring around, that's that's how you find the local makers for real. Yeah, I do think you're right, too. The weekday farmer's markets are sometimes a little bit overlooked and they're yeah. in just, sometimes they're just in random parking lots, which um, 
is a good spot because Saturday isn't always the day that everybody wants to shop for food too. No. You have to sort of figure out your own schedule and what you want to be doing. But man, what a wonderful perspective she has on oh. all of the things. I'm like, let's run it all. This oh. is fabulous. Have you you never have you never met Shay by the way? <laughs> oh no, Shay is she's Shay Sandifer is she ran. Um, are behind the stories behind the menu, which is the collaboration dinner that we do uh, at Modern Well, which is you, we kind of are digging into cuisine, you know, like you, we have a chef come in and, you know, uh, we kind of talk about like the connection of the food and we usually read a book or do, discuss something in connection to, and then there's like a multi-course dinner and the chef like walks through like why she's cooking what she's cooking. And she started it because she was basically like, she loved her book club, but it went down, you know, she couldn't do it during the pandemic. And so she was like, but the whole point of book clubbing is like, we don't want to just be on the phone or Zoom. She's like, we want to get together and talk and eat at our book club. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they started, we started with High on the Hog, which was that great documentary on Netflix that just won, I think it won James Beard Award too. Um, and they, you know, the idea of like watching about and learning about you know, the source of soul food and like, you know, the African-American and American food intertwining. And and then we learned that. And then Kay's Catering, which is she just mentioned their tonic they're selling up there. They cooked us this beautiful feast that had a lot of the elements that's, you know, the enslaved people brought with them from their homeland. And it was just mm-hmm. it was just fascinating. And so Shay's one of those people who I think she's just a driver. She's a, she's a I, good- Listen, you can tell just like the minute she gets on the phone. Yeah. And then she was like, I've been up since 430. And then I'm like, okay, she, I wonder if she's had as much coffee as I have, because I hope so. Yes. It's so true, though, when you learn the history of food, you know, it's, I know we're going to talk about whiskey a little bit later on in the show this morning, but I think that becomes such a turning point in enjoying food and drink when you know the history of it, you know the stories behind it, you know the people who creating who are creating it. There's just no question that it tastes better when you have that knowledge, which is like such an amazing connection between brain and taste buds. Yeah. No, it really is. It really is. And that's I think what you know, that's why we talk about it like storytelling. You know, it's not just content, it's storytelling. You know, it's the journalism that comes behind it is for everybody, for all sorts of things. We all crave that sort of deeper connection. So I think that's awesome. All yeah, right, you guys. And we're always hungry. Three we're always hungry. Night, at least. As I say, right? So, okay, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. But when we do come back, it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So give us a call because Elizabeth is here. We have the ability to ask her about her garden and everything else. And we are going to touch on that in a few minutes. But feel free to give us a call, 651 641 1071. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the weekly dish on My Talk 1071. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, even though it's Ask Stephanie and Elizabeth Reese today. So (laughs) get your hats on. Uh, We do do want to let you guys give the opportunity to give us a call 651 641 1071. We do have, uh, have Josie already waiting on the line. Josie, what's going on today? Hi. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. So I brought home some really awesome um, Herbe de Provence from France one year. Yeah. And I love it, um, but I haven't been able to find a blend as good locally. I was wondering if you had any tips. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if I have any specific ones, but have you ever just made them yourself? Have you ever thought about just throwing it all together? Because it's really, Herbe de Provence are like... Thyme, basil, rosemary, tarragon, I think marjoram, and maybe oregano in there. Is that it? Okay. I think that's, I, I mean, like, 
I, I think you could d- definitely go to Penzi's, which is a local if you've ever, uh, you know, yep. they have great spices there. Yeah, um, and, and Lori Kroll at Golden Fig in St. Paul, she has a fabulous Herbs de Provence. Oh, and she does? She, yeah, so she blends them all. She actually did, we did a really fun, um, I think it was for my sister's bridal shower, we um she set up an herbs de provence bar and everyone was able to mix their own and then take home their own little spice blend which was really fun for a party to oh, do fun. that yeah it was lovely oh, wow. and she like brought and you know she, she did the jars she she's in uh she's on grand avenue in saint paul she's kind of like grand and dale almost um okay. and She's a, you know, she does lots of local foods, but all American produced food. And um, it's lovely. And she does, she has a commercial kitchen space, so she blends all of her own spice blends. And you can find her spices other places too, but she has a wonderful herbs to Provence. Yeah. And I it, love it. And it really is, you know, the mix is like really what you like of it. If you like a little bit more oregano or if you like a little bit more rosemary, it just kind of depends because there's no like hard and fast exact you know, list. That's why, like, if you want to blend it yourself, it's kind of a good idea, too. Oh, fun. Okay, thanks. All right. Good luck on that one. Jersey. I love that. That's a fun question. That is. Okay, we also have Brian on the line. Hi, Brian. How's it going today? Hello. Oh, we got gotcha. you. Hello. Hi, Brian. Hi, hey. Brian. How's it going? I've got a question for Elizabeth. Okay. What do you got? Well, did you get your smoked ice cream at the State Fair of the Blue Moon Dining Theater last year? Um, obviously, I love it. Yeah, I the smoked ice cream at the Blue Moon. Boy, I really like Brian that you're already bringing up fair food. I think that your timeline is very appropriate here. And yeah. um, I think the smoked ice cream at Blue Moon is fantastic. And actually, our reporter Kristen was just out. Well, she was out on the fairgrounds for the Back to the Fifties, but then she was there for you know that little mini fair event yeah, that yeah, they yeah. do. And I was wondering if they were doing the smoked ice cream at that because she was at Blue Moon and. It's so. I think that was one of the. That's one of the best things at the fair is the smoked ice and cream it's at so Blue Moon. Far from Channel Five, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a very inconvenient location. It's not. It's right next door. <laughs> it's around it the is. Corner. It pumps me all the time, Brian. Yes, between that and the pickle dog, you know, I'm pretty much set in my little corner down there well, on Carnes and Chambers. We both talked about the pickle dog, and I've never had one, so I'm gonna have to get that. You got to do it this year, Brian. This yep. is your year. All right. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Tell them I sent you. Thank you, sir. They like that. Thanks for calling. Okay, we also have Chris on the line. Chris, what kind of question do you have for us today? Well, um, it's kind of layered. Okay. Um, I'm house-sitting. Uh, it's a lovely house, a wooden 12-foot ceilings. Nice. And I'm hosting um, Father's Day tomorrow, so I've helped myself to the freezer <laughs> to include fresh-caught fresh salmon from Alaska and some steaks. However... The house does not have a grill, and it does not have air conditioning. Oh. So I am making Stephanie Hansen's potato salad, but is there a good way to cook these items on the stovetop so I don't have to turn the oven on? Yeah, I mean, you could definitely... So if you want to think about olive oil poaching that salmon, which is um, a really nice way of sort of kind of cooking it in... I mean, you're still going to, it is going to be like, um, I mean, you're going to have a, do they, does it have a hood? Does the stove have like a hood so that you can at it's, least. Vent? The house does vent outside. It's a very, um, it's a very entertainment friendly cooking house. Oh. Just no, no air conditioning. Moral of that story is don't marry a European. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love that. 
Um, I love that oil poaching idea, yeah. Steph. This so is, it's that's such a good idea. Yeah, you just basically want to have it on a pan, and it's it's sort of like you're cooking it in a in a uh, you know a pan. And then you have this olive oil with aromatics. You put garlic, thyme, lemon, and kind of into that. You know, you can put it in a cheesecloth if you want to do that, and then. Um, you kind of have the sachet in there and let it heat up and then you let the salmon, make sure your salmon is room temperature, you know, take it out mm-hmm. of the fridge or whatever, get a little bit of salt and pepper on it and then just put it in gently in the pan with the olive oil and let it cook in the oil for about 15 to, you know, 15 minutes or so. I don't do much more than that. In fact, I'm more of like a, you know, maybe I'm more of like a 13 minute kind of girl. Yeah, um, I, I would be too. Yeah, and then that's all you need to do. You know what I mean? Like so, you just. So is it submerged in the olive oil? Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's not okay. submerged totally. It's usually like right. okay. You kind of want to have like the top. It's almost like braising it on, if you want to think of okay. it that way. But okay. it's a. It's definitely like a lot of olive oil because it kind okay. of like slowly cooks it. It's good, and okay. then you want to like maybe like swoosh a little bit over the top. That's about it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then you don't have to do super high heat. And then I would say with the steaks, I mean, if you can just do like a reverse sear in in a pan, that's probably a good way to go. Just kind of go like low and slow at the beginning or even like if you can turn on the oven and have them just low until you get the steaks to like 110 and then Mm -hmm. pull them out and then just quick on a um if you have if you have cast iron that'd be great on yep. the stovetop just sear them on the outside and then you're not going to have to have it on nope. for so long and you can well, do like a honestly, lower no oven one's temp. Really, no one's really going to notice if the oven's on probably yeah what if it's <laughs> yeah. at 200 like 250 is what you need for yeah. that that's yeah, it so it's pretty low and it's so fast because you're yeah. really only getting it up to 115 or 125 in the middle if mm-hmm. you want to have it medium rare you know what i mean mm-hmm. you kind of mm-hmm. go 115 because then you're going to pull it out and do it like a sear in the pan, and that's going to be easier. Yeah, that's usually my go-to. And so, yeah, if I don't have to have the oven on that high, um, it won't really matter that much. So Good. I appreciate that. Awesome. Very much. Oh, have fun. Enjoy Father's Thanks. Day. All right. Thank you. You too. Bye. Six, what five... a good house sitting gig. Oh, I know. I know. Hey, 651-641-1071 if you want to call in. Um, yeah, that's kind of a nice deal. But it is funny. It's like, actually, I had a friend who she said that a bunch of ladies rented a house out in Excelsior. And they were like, the oven, we thought, was <laughs> electric. It was going to be gas. And it turned out to be electric. And they were like, wait a minute. How do you do this? Like, they had to <laughs> refigure everything in her mind because none of them had had electric stoves ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The electric. I had an electric stove for many, many years. Right. This house is the only one that I've had. Um, gas and I have to constantly tell my husband like you've got to be you got to turn it down because yeah. these burners that we have we have like a I mean it's just under a restaurant level stove it's like pretty big guns because yeah. I'm like I'm buying this once I'm getting the range that I want and that's what we're doing and um, but it is blazing hot yeah it's you got to know your stove you got to know your stove and you got to that's actually when we were talking about the grill thing earlier one of the things that is really great is my 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 grill my actual weber outside which is a gas grill is so i don't know what i think it was my son-in-law who like messed with it and like now it's like a jet engine how hot it gets and i can't really turn it like down down so what saved me is i have one of i bought one of those little thermometer things in to like set on the grill inside so, yes, because I can't really trust the dials on the front anymore. So I just use the one <laughs> on the inside, and that way at least I know. You know, that's all. That's it good stuff. I know. All right, you guys, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back with the second half of the show, and stay tuned. We've got whiskey and Hanson. We'll be right back. This is the weekly dish on My Talk 107.1.